0: On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if Caitlin is a better co-host than Mike, if even in a zombie apocalypse, truth or dare is the scariest thing on The Walking Dead World Beyond, and if Charles Xavier can make Magneto cry. All of that and more on the all-new Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the superhero show show, the only show on the entire internet where we re- where we review every live action television show based on a comic book or comic book property. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host of this episode, which means that it's uh, the responsibility to like lead us through all of this TV falls on my tiny little itty bitty shoulders, but not just I can't handle the weight of all of this on my tiny shoulders. So I've brought in my good friend Ryan. Ryan, how's it going?
1: uh it's not going great cassie because you know how much i like honesty let's not lie to our guests. it's a tiny itty bitty shoulder you have one very small shoulder and one gigantic sh- shoulder and i don't i want i think everybody should know that
0: okay i don't i don't appreciate that you had to call me out like right off the bat on that like i'd like to think that they are proportionately tiny like is that i can't even have a regular size shoulder it's one like a it, giant one
1: one is freakishly small and the other is freakishly large <laughs> Which, I guess, balance out. Like, you don't fall over all the time. Um, yeah. No, wait, they don't. How would that balance out? You fall, to, you lean to the left all the time because of your freakishly large shoulder.
0: It was really, like, it was my time to shine in high school when we could, like, one strap a backpack. And I just oh, had it yeah. on that one. Like, no matter what was on my back, I could carry it. And everybody was, like, impressed then. And it was when I took the backpack off that everything fell apart for me.
1: My single favorite part of high school is, and this is nice, it just being the two of us. We can sit here and <laughs> chat. Um yeah. Was every nine or ten months or so, the cool kids would announce, "We're back to one strap on backpacks." And then, Yay. like ten minutes later, they everyone would announce, "It's time for two straps again. We're back to two straps."
0: It was like the most stressful thing of watching, like who was going to make the call of when it needed yeah. to switch. It was it was a really big deal. And one strap or two strap?
1: I just I didn't care because my three fanny packs meant that I didn't have to pay attention. I just rolled with Fuck. my three fannies.
0: Fuck Ryan! I didn't know you were the coolest kid. You're just gonna you're gonna insult me and then flex on me all in this intro like that.
1: I can say, I can talk about fanny packs on this mic-free episode because if I said that, if Mike was here, he would start screaming that he was the fanny pack person and get super defensive.
0: <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, speaking of, we don't have Mike. That's why it is so quiet and so peaceful and delightful right now. It's just us two friends hanging out. But that's because Mike, like, stormed off last week. He just got super mad and he was like, I'm not coming in the studio this week. So we're here. We're chilling. He um, reminded
1: me, last week, when he he reminded me of a saber-tooth that just got hit with Jubilee fireworks. And he just sprinted away, screaming.
0: He got a mullet out of nowhere. He got, like, (laughs) eight more abs. It was insane. But sadly, Ryan, I didn't know, like, if the two of us could do it. So I did call in our other friend, uh, which... She's been on before. She brings a lot of chaos to this. So I've brought on our friend from uh, Unnatural Twenties, Caitlin. How's it going, Caitlin?
2: Hi. Um, it's very good. Um, I am here to be Mike for you. I'm here to be your Mike. Okay. And
0: uh, so
2: like what energy of Mike are you bringing? Um, uh, hey guys, I'm Mike. That's the that's the energy. I wouldn't give it a name. I would just give it a Mike. No, that's all I needed. So you're more of a supportive role. Like are you going to pump us up? Because Mike kind of
0: tends to tear us down. I'm
2: just going to go uh, the whole time <laughs> because I know everyone will miss that. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. Wait,
0: I'm just glad we're dunking on Mike when he's not here. Like Ryan dunked on me. You dunked on Mike. Now there's nobody left.
1: Caitlin, if I give you a little bit of advice, if you're going to be Mike today, uh, you're killing it so far while we're recording. But when Cassie says cut and there's like a five minute thing in between segments, then you got to be things like, oh, fucking great job once again, you two. Fucking, d- you did it again. You fucking <laughs> broke, broke the fucking record of worst podcasters I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> that's seriously every break Cassie am I wrong
0: no that's every single break he's like you two goddamn fucking idiots like how dare you he was like another one he just has a tally each mark and it's like zero weeks of putting on a good podcast and it's the most insulting thing I've ever witnessed
2: don't worry guys I'll keep it up and um when we come back from the next segment the listeners will know because they'll be able to hear the deadness inside your voice
1: it'll be good (laughs) hear tears
0: Each segment, if we sound a little bit sadder after each of them, it's because Mike found a new insult. Like he yeah. just really builds throughout the whole episode.
1: Well, plus, uh, if like it's gonna be harder to talk, is our lips get fatter from punches. So, <laughs> yeah. sorry, I guess.
0: Sorry about it. But there is, if you guys, we've we've hosted some shows together. We've been the three of us. And it tends to be just a really fun, chill time. So I am excited. Like, if Caitlin doesn't commit to this, like, you know, beating us in between, and we could just be our normal, dumb, fun selves, the listeners are in for a treat, I feel.
1: You keep I'm saying that, and, and it feels like, it just feels like victim talk. Like, you just, <laughs> you, you keep, you keep hoping that it's going to be okay this time. It's uh, going to be
0: fun. <laughs> Okay. And you know what? You know what else is going to be fine? The fact that we still watch The Walking Dead World Beyond. I'm sure it's going to be a great episode we have this week, which we'll be talking about for the main event. But before we get to that, Ryan's got a little pre-recorded surprise for us in the bullpen. All right, Ryan, you want to you want to go to that clip?
1: Yeah. Um I don't th- I think the clip speaks for itself, so
0: just go ahead and hit play on that bad boy.
1: Here we go. Thank you, Cassie. I'm standing here in Orange County, which some people call the Kentucky of Los Angeles. I'm here to interview someone who has had quite the life recently. Uh, And I'm here to also talk to her roommate about what's been going on. Her name is Caitlin, and she has been attempting to set some sort of record of uh, trying to watch the most amount of Smallville in the shortest amount of time. Caitlin, how are you today?
2: Hi there, Ryan. I'm just so glad someone is finally realizing the amazing feat that I am trying to accomplish right now. And I'm just really happy to be here.
1: Can you tell how little news there is and what a terrible news organization we have?
2: <laughs> wow, man. It's, uh, you know, Smallville, I feel like, is uh, front page news, in my opinion. And I feel like in the world's opinion, because that's where we're at right now a front page of podcast news. We're here, right?
1: N- uh, sure. We're here not just with you, but with your roommate. Cassie you're just here like what I
0: just (laughs) why didn't you just just do the
1: interview then
0: no I like to see how you would lead these Ryan like you are a most professional one and I think everybody knows that like you're a good interview boy so I just wanted you like I wanted to give you the reins like you get to interview me now and like I you did a pretty good job with Caitlin but, uh, like, do you have any questions for me and how my life has been and how it's affected by this small ville?
1: I I guess my first question is, should I keep doing that voice I was doing?
0: It was... It was... Okay. Let, let me see. Ask me a question in it, and then I'll, I'll be able to tell if I like it.
1: Should I keep doing the voice I was doing?
0: No, throw it in the trash. Okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> Get it out of here.
1: So, Caitlin, <laughs> let's go back to the beginning. Um, Diehard yes. uh, superhero show show fans know that... Um, we, me, Mike, and Cassie, were going to cover a little bit, just a couple of episodes of Smallville,
0: just to like get four episodes max. Like it was, it was a couple.
1: Yeah, get a little tasty poo. Mike had already seen the whole show, but me and Cassie were as interested, I would say, as a normal person would be. <laughs> um, why don't you tell us, take us back, Caitlin, to that time and tell us about it.
2: Yeah, um you gave us um uh, you gave Cassie the task of watching some some Smallville and I was like, you know what? I wanted to watch the show. I'll watch it too. And then and then something happened. <laughs> I was taken over by Smallville and it became my life and um ever since then I cannot do anything but watch it and I do put Cassie through a lot of trouble of, you know, <laughs> not being able to watch a TV. Uh, Because I do hoard it, and um, I think it's the kryptonite in the TV, and I am a meteor freak, and you know, it's okay. I'm okay with it.
1: I think a couple... a couple weeks ago when we were covering Hellstrom Cassie talked about how she had to watch it in a closet on her phone
2: because (laughs) that was last week that was last week (laughs) episode All right. as a super show 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 (laughs) fan I know you talked about that and I watched her do that as well
0: (laughs) that's the worst part is you know you know like I come to you I have to come to you I'm like hey here's the offering of shows I have for you and you're like get it the fuck out of my face you know I don't want to watch any of this it's Smallville only and I'm like I'm so sorry for even bringing this up to you and then like, I just, I just go to my phone. And you I go to, to your f-
2: phone. You have tears streaming down your face. You wrap yourself up in a blanket. And then you hide your tiny little phone in that blanket. And I just see the little screen on your face and it glistening mm. off your tears. Yeah. And that's how I know you're watching something else other than Smallville. And that's when I have to attack. Because I can't let you watch anything but Smallville. So is you that, have to keep it real hidden.
1: Is that why they call it streaming? It's just, <laughs> it's the streaming it's tears? It's the
2: tears. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, Well,
0: it's the fact that she has like so many intense questions. Like it it becomes like a pop quiz after every show because she knows I'm not watching it. So she'll be like, hey, what just happened? And like, can you tell me this plot point that happened in season three, 10 minutes in with Clark? And I'm like, God, no, absolutely not.
1: Other questions. Does Clark can't really exist? Do you think he likes me? Will he take me to the <laughs> dance? <laughs> so, Cassie, I think that you would agree that small, of all the times that we've gone back and watched old shows, Smallville was the one that we liked the most, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
1: But again, to a normal degree where we watched our four or eight and then moved on with our lives. Caitlin, was mm-hmm. it for you, was it right away? Like in the pilot, were you just like, okay, uh, th- I am done?
2: Yes, 100%. There was a lot of weird things that happened. And it w- seemed like a super drama show, which was totally my shit. And then there was the superhero aspect. And then I felt like I was in some sort of cool nerd club because I was like, oh, ho, Lex Luthor, I know who that child will become. So it was <laughs> it just- a whole... There was a whole lot of coolness like that and i was like i would i would definitely like to watch 10 seasons of that and spend a lot of money on a 62 disc box set of this
1: <laughs> yes let's get to that it's all stri- <laughs> it's all streaming but uh, a couple of months ago twitter blew up um with pictures of caitlin standing in front of her new purchase uh, a box set of smallville on dvd not even blu-ray right
2: <laughs> no it's it's dvd <laughs>
1: And if I may ask something so rude, how much did that set you back?
2: Uh, I think it was $75. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's not it bad, I guess. It was an eBay
2: purchase. It was an eBay purchase. It's a box set. And like a lot of them were trying to sell for like 160 But I was like, I don't know if I can commit to that. Uh, so the $75 one, really good condition, 62 discs with the collector's edition of the Daily Planet. Hell yeah, I'm dropping $72 on that. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And was that confusing for you? Because uh, part of you was like, oh, sweet, I can buy this. But the other part of you was like, somebody is selling this? Who would get rid of this <laughs> <Yeah>. This treasure?
2: <laughs> I'm just thankful that they did get rid of it. Because <laughs> it's mine now, and I will not let go of it. And I don't care if Cassie and I, our roommate-ness ends. Um, I'm oh. taking that with us. With me. I'm sorry. With me, and I'm not taking you. I will take that disc box set with me instead of you. So you know, I can... T- I could take that
0: trade. Like, if this, in the divorce, yeah. if you get the small bill set, like, I won't even fight you for that one. That's fine. <laughs> Cassie, you don't need to get lawyers involved. <laughs> I, uh,
1: I've watched my parents get divorced multiple times to multiple people. So let me give uh, you yeah. some advice. Um, yeah. when, it, when it starts to come down to it, just be like, oh, I really want that small bill set. Pretend to Over fight it. for it. And uh-huh. then and then she'll fight harder and then be like, fine, I guess I'll just take the dog. And then, <laughs> then that's it. <laughs>
0: You take all 62 DVDs plus the Daily Planet plus extra bonus features off, and I will take, I guess, the dog. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever.
1: Or or the court says, uh, Caitlin can have the first five seasons. Cassie, you can take the second five. No. (laughs) Caitlin's like, no, No. my babies must stay together. Let (laughs) Let her have the whole set as long as all ten seasons stay together.
2: Hey, hey Ryan, want to know the best thing? Cassie and I had to have this conversation of if we did divorce, what we would do with this box set before the box set came in so we would be clear on this, <laughs>
0: <laughs> this was It was predetermined This is a predetermined <laughs> she doesn't
1: ca- she doesn't care though you're <laughs> <laughs> you're the one that's obsessed with it. <laughs>
2: Ryan, you tell me that, but then I had a conversation with her yesterday about Clark Kent's nipples, and I saw that she was very much into that.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm going to jump in for any nipple conversation. I know, obviously, that's a given. Yeah. So
1: Patreon listeners already know that uh, Caitlin has. This is like the third time Caitlin has brought up something, (laughs) some, some fictional characters' nipples. Um, I'm I'm trying to get to like the meat of this. I'm trying to actually be a good interviewer. Uh, Caitlin. The, the pilot and then like the seasons after that, is it like you would hint it around the fact that it was just, was it just the perfect mix of like soap opera drama and superhero that you've been waiting for your entire life?
2: It's like the OC for me, but if you throw superheroes in the OC and um, yeah, that's, that's how I would describe it. Superheroes in the OC. And that's kind of how I felt on the pilot. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been good. They've, Been able to put so much in this where I'm like still on this, and we're about to be on season nine like later on today. So good, the day's planned out. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: fucking nuts. (laughs) (laughs) About to be on season nine. Um, We
2: have one, we're on like the season finale of season eight
0: right now. Yeah, I could tell you what's bringing her back because it's what makes her scream the loudest while watching it, and what the neighbors always yell at us about is it's every time a car explodes. Yeah, they sprinkle in just enough
2: of those to really. (laughs) really bring her back every time which is sad because recently on like season eight we've only had one car explode this mm. whole season so rough
0: season uh yeah but
2: i have been keeping tally of these cards being exploded and it's you know the first couple seasons had a lot of them every single episode we have a car explode
1: is there any other show that has done this to you even remotely close Is this like a common thing for you? No, no, no. I'm trying to let's move away from the car explosion. Um, (laughs) Is there any show like? Is this sort of your personality to like get super into stuff, or is this a rarity?
2: Um, I would say this is a rarity because I do get super into stuff, but I feel like I drop off at a bit. Um, like I feel like I was this into a show, and the last one was probably Supernatural, and then I fell off at like season eleven, and um. yeah (laughs) she didn't commit to that
1: one (laughs) nothing yeah oh couldn't make it past 11 years of watching the same show (laughs) which uh just as as of this recording just ended the other night right
2: yeah Mm -hmm. season 15 ended that was the end i'm sorry what number did you just say 15
1: (laughs) christ (laughs) okay uh cassie let's get to you um Most of what I want to talk to you about is what it's like to live with the future um, Jeffrey Dahmer or whatever Caitlin (laughs) Caitlin will become in in good time. Um, But you have said other things to me like um, you guys have to watch it together. You guys, Mm. um, you know, you have a stopping time at night. Otherwise, you would both get fired from your jobs. Like you have a curfew where you can. So maybe you're not as into it as Caitlin, but you are into it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, it's still good. I can't, like, it's enough where it's, like, good background noise enough, and it can bring me in every once in a while with some good plot points, but there is, wow, it's it's a lot of episodes, and to have that every night, you tend to be, it's, like, it's, like, at this point, like, I'm in, a, like, a 10-year relationship with, like, Clark Kent, and, like, <laughs> he's got, he's done some shit, man, and I don't know, like, we haven't had the proper, like, counseling to work through it, so, like, I'm on and off with him.
1: Okay, so basically what you're saying is if in a couple months, well, no, what am I saying? In a couple hours when you guys are done with the entire series, um, if we were to have another round of Smallville trivia, Caitlin would fucking wipe the floor with you?
0: Oh, for sure, 100. <laughs> percent There's been like major plot points. Like I didn't know that like straight up some motherfuckers died. Like yeah. I've been waiting for them to come back, and I was like, "Where are these people?" And Caitlin will scream at me <laughs> that they have straight up died, and where that where was I when that happened?
2: <laughs> Ryan, you want to know the most frustrating part about watching it with Cassie? It's when she falls asleep, yeah. and she uh- fell asleep at the one episode <laughs> where Clark Kent he proposes to Lana Lang and then he has to go back and redo it all and I had to wake her up and tell her all everything that happened in that episode <laughs> and say, do you want to watch it again? And she said, no. <laughs> she said no.
1: Actually, Caitlin, it- <laughs> you know what's a little more fucked up than that is when Cassie falls asleep and then wakes up uh, somehow dressed as Lana Lang and you're standing above her <laughs> about, about to kiss her. Isn't that a little <laughs> more fucked up?
2: Yeah, it's a, it gets a little weird. It gets weird, but I mean, it's it's the good, it's the goodness of Smallville. It brings you in like that. And like I said, I think I'm meteor infected.
1: Um, so, yeah. Another thing too, Cassie, is that um, Caitlin was Caitlin was uh, scheduled to be on the show. Ske- Caitlin was scheduled to be on multiple episodes, but bowed out because me, Cassie and I were uh, hopping around and watching different episodes and Caitlin was just like, that simply will not stand. I will, <laughs> I will not watch them out of order. Um, but Cassie, what that means is that you know stuff. Have you Mm -hmm. been tempted? Like, when Caitlyn is going through one of her spells and just, like, throwing a tantrum on the ground because she won't vacuum or whatever she does, um, have you been tempted to, like, spoil shit in Smallville to her?
0: Oh, there's there's sometimes. But there's, like, sometimes where, like, It's like when a child brings you their shitty art and they are so proud of you and you know like two words could absolutely destroy their entire life. Like it would it would it's a make or break situation with Smallville. It is just so close to her heart. So there's like it's like on the tip of my tongue, but I I haven't I haven't crossed that line yet.
1: I'm I'm really proud of you right now. You're so much stronger than I am. I I (laughs) I would have broken so many times by now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it was when she was standing above me. That was almost the breaking point, and I feel like should have been the breaking point and possibly the point when I called the cops, but <laughs> still here, so and still recording with her.
1: Uh, Caitlin, last but, question. Um, at a certain point, and I don't know if this is okay to say, just facts, but uh, you will come to the final episode of the 10th season, and Smallville, Smallville will be over. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, will you then immediately restart the series, or have you ever thought about Moving on to, like, Mad Men or The Sopranos. TV shows that are actually good.
2: What the fuck? Mad Men or Sopranos? You're telling someone who's watching Smallville and obsessed with Smallville to go to Mad Men or Sopranos? Ryan, you are mad. But yes, I was thinking the next one that I do want to do is Buffy because Mike was saying how good it is. So like, And I'm Mike right now. So, like, <laughs> yes, Buffy will be next probably and I will throw down some money for that. Because I've
1: never seen I movie. am... Uh, Mike and my wife, my two most important people to me in any random, (laughs) any random order you want to put them in. Um, both, both of their favorite show is Buffy, both of them. And so I thought then I should probably watch it. And I'm like halfway through season two. I started like two years ago and I'm halfway through season two. So you and I watch TV shows very differently. Um, (laughs) it's, yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's good. It's, I don't know. I- I'm sure that I will get into it eventually,
0: Ryan. If you want to get into it, apparently that's scheduled up in our dates. I can give you the exact calendar, probably when that's going to be. And it's going to be next month. So if we can pencil <laughs> you in, you got to do at least four episodes every night. Are you in? It's a
1: four it's a episodes a night. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's here's probably why I don't like it. I don't have a podcast about it. So if you yeah. guys, if I watch it with you guys, we can at least zoom and talk about it, even if we don't record it. <laughs> Who am I kidding? We're going to record it. People <laughs> have <laughs> people have to listen to us talk about it. uh and yes cassie
0: ryan if we if we were to record that one we'd probably have to make a website for it, right
1: (laughs) yes we would oh my (laughs) god sorry uh i uh i have this uh allergy to professionalism and um incredible segues so T- I need a second. Let me get for my inhaler. Yeah, you,
0: you take a second. And I just want to talk with Caitlin real quick because sure. we've we've made some websites before. Yeah. I, th- I think like they're very good. We have a lot of moving parts to it. It takes a long time for them to load. And it's probably like it's just constant clicking to find any bit of information. And I feel like that's a good what makes
2: a good website. When you can click so many times and not be able to find what you really are looking for, I think mm. that makes a really good website. It's like the mysterious aspect of it that mm-hmm. makes it really good. I like when Google can't find it either. That's my favorite.
0: Broken links. Love it. Yep. Ryan, as the professional one, would you agree with our website building? Uh,
1: another thing that I love about your guys' websites is uh, you're the first. You guys have a ton of GIFs that uh, have... A noise and they're so loud like mm-hmm. gifts are supposed to be quiet but yours are just blaring the entire time Yes, the,
0: Well that's because we're trying to make gifts squared like gifs can get boring if they just keep repeating but if they have a song yes. then it really escalates it because that's what escalated my space and I'm just waiting for people to jump on board with this
1: and the fact that no matter what the gif is it just screams over and over again I voted for Trump I voted for Trump mm-hmm. that's super awesome mm.
0: well that's like the demographic that's easy to reach because wow so simple so simple those ones
1: those are the people who will believe your website is good. But what if I could tell you you could get the entire country to believe that your website was good?
0: What? what? How, Ryan?
1: <laughs> I feel like
2: <laughs>
1: I feel like right now this is black and white, and like we're just pouring websites all over ourselves. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs>
1: what could help us make a website,
2: <laughs> guys? Help, Ryan! I've fallen <laughs> into the website hall, <laughs> and I can't get up.
1: Uh, guys, Cybersprout is your partner for the digital world. Um, is your website built on WordPress? Cybersprout offers premium hosting that is specifically built for WordPress. This allows you to focus on your website while we handle the security, maintenance, backups, speed optimization, and GIF volume turning down that you can that you don't want to do. We'll, we'll even migrate your website for free. And I can say... That uh, Cybersprout has done popfilter.com and I can say that uh, they did migrate our website because my great website is now online.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's an indisputable fact right there. Also, I can't believe they're mm. getting ahead of the technology with GIF. GIF squared and controlling the volume. That's huge. Yeah. Unbelievable. I think it's important. Uh, coming up next, we're actually going to go to the main event and talk about the Walking Dead world beyond. <laughs> On this week's episode of The Walking Dead World Beyond, the group has teamed up with Percy and his magician uncle, who have discovered a map which leads to fuel sources and possibly the campground that Hope's dad is at. This gives us a chance of seeing some action in future episodes, but this one fell in typical World Beyond pattern of focusing on the characters, so we spent most of the time learning about Huck's past as a marine and watched as the kids played a real low-stakes game of truth and dare. So, taste buds I ask you, Did this episode make you want to pop open an ice cold bottle of Mountain Dew? (laughs) Uh,
2: When someone knocked back the ice cold Mountain Dew and then they had the Mountain Dew product placement behind them and they talked about how good that like low sugar Mountain Dew was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it really got me in the soul. And I I was like, ah, yes, I know this show. This is all about Mountain Dew. I know about Mountain
0: Dew. The worst part was like they were trying to sell us like an old stale. Mountain Dew. And then it was just them sharing memories about like the good old, good old Dew days. And I was like, nobody, nobody thinks about like regular Mountain Dew this fondly.
2: They were talking about how exciting they were, excited they were to find like a freezer full of these old Mountain Dudes that probably this freezer wasn't working. So it's going to be a hot, stale Mountain Dew. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to say how refreshing and delicious it was. Mountain Dew, that's not a good advertisement.
0: I don't think it's a good advertisement either because like this is way, I think it's way in the future. From what, yes, because it's, yes, it's 100% is the shutter shades were like a thing of the past. So, like, this is like, it survives so goddamn long. Like, it survives the apocalypse. Like, I don't want to drink something that can survive the apocalypse. It's
2: like eating a cockroach because there's two things that survive this old stale Mountain Dew and a cockroach. I'm not, no, I'm not touching either of them.
0: Mountain Dew did bad on that one. But, Caitlin, so this was the first episode you've ever seen of this show, right? Correct. And what if I, what would you say if I told you this one had like the most plot? That is fucking wild. Yes, yes it is. It is indeed. Because uh, if I could quote you, did you say this was a very, like the bo- most boring show you watched? or
2: It was a very slow show and not a lot happened. It was a lot of just like playing in the space and looking at, like, it was like, uh, what is that one movie? Blade Runner? How you kind of just get cool lands- landscapes and like a, mm-hmm. uh, like occasional talking and stuff like that. And you're uh. supposed to think this is an, uh, like a sh- like a movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is Blade Runner, the TV show.
0: Fuck, like, you didn't even get the coolest like scene effect that this one will do, which is like a comic book drawing or the take on me effect is what I call it. The take on me video where it's just like multiple lines drawn on it. I wish you could have seen that because it really brings it. A- it brings this episode home. Oh, my God. Um, but we almost had the addition of so Percy, that one skinny jean kid with the like emo scene hair, mm-hmm. and then his magician like uncle dude. And like, how did you feel about them in their dynamic with the group? Would you would you have been excited to watch it if those were part of it? Or do you feel like they didn't add anything?
2: So I have Percy uh, in my notes as the fuck boy. That's yes, correct, that's, right? Okay. That's Percy. Percy's the fuck boy. And then he has a magician uncle. Um, and Percy's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, their addition, I don't feel like were very
0: good. Okay, is Percy an asshole? Because he built a whole art museum for... Uh, He's still an asshole. He's he such an
2: asshole to hope.
0: <laughs> Listen, he just wants to try to bone down so he built a whole art museum for this one chick and i don't i don't know how he did it honestly and then he like almost dies and i thought he should have been the one to die we're jumping to like the end where it is the uncle and if it could have been him what a gift it would have been but um did you so the magician he was a lot for me like i thought i would have been excited to have a magician as a part of the crew but him like talking over the map and everything in magician voice was
2: a lot so I like Magician in the beginning because he was doing just close up magic with and really getting uh corduroy boy which his name is elton uh, but we just call him
0: corduroy don't don't respect okay
2: so corduroy was super into this magic that this magician was doing i was like this is cool this is like a chill aspect to this apocalyptic world Mm. but then he just gets all weirdly like um las vegas magiciany with he's like oh yeah i've used color filters before because i'm a magician Mm -hmm. no one else has seen a color filter before on a light He
0: was like watch me break the fucking code to this map right now Now close your eyes, and then he just like pulled out these screens. I was like,
2: oh no, I can't. What I did enjoy though is what they did do is the kids were like, "You did it wrong." Like I understand that you're a magician, you've worked with these color filters before, but hey, you did it wrong still. And here's the correct way to use these color filters. So I I did enjoy the fact that the kids are still smarter than the adults,
0: which is like the constant theme throughout this. Because like the kids, like I don't enjoy any of the characters that much, but like the two adults. (laughs) are the worst. <laughs> like, and Ryan, you've seen some of it. Like, is there any characters that you enjoy besides Corduroy? And I only enjoy him for the fact that he's in a Corduroy suit, so it's <laughs> not much. Like, there's not much to bring you into this, yeah. from what I feel.
1: Uh, guy if anybody is out there and they see Cassie at a party, just uh, put that Corduroy suit on, uh, and man, you you are going to have a fan. Uh, I, it's You know my feelings towards ab- Razzmatazz.
0: Which one's Razzmatazz? Uh
1: Is Razzma- that a magician? No, uh, Razzmatazz is. Uh, I think they call her Huck. It's the the lady who has oh, yes. all of the it futuristic slang, where she's just like, mm-hmm. "Hey, put your jazzy poo poo on my boudoir, and then I will cock <laughs> it on your down low, my poo poo."
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she is like supposed to be our relatable one. Like she's the one who we're like, I remember those days. Love her. It's unreal. But in this episode actually focused a lot on her because we got to see a bunch from her past as a Marine. And like, did you care about that storyline at all, Caitlin? Did it make the character like more believable to you?
2: I saw what they were trying to do and they were trying to get you to feel for this character and understand like where she's been and why she is the way that she is. Mm -hmm. But it was so weak. I feel like it wasn't a very good thing. And maybe it's because this is the only episode I've watched. But um, it's not yeah okay okay so um yeah she like killed a bunch of marines in order to stand behind her morals of not killing a bunch of other people Mm -hmm. and it's like i'm gonna kill these people because i don't want to kill these people it's like you're still killing a ton of people yeah it was it was walking
1: dead has this like all walking dead episodes they they think that they're very philosophical right and like they they understand humanity um some would say that maybe even humans are the real walking dead And uh, (laughs) World Beyond is not different. World Beyond, everybody gets their different philosophy and then just says it all the time. And she's got like this, I don't know, is it utilitarianism? Where you'll you'll definitely kill one person to save 100, but it gets to the point where where you'll kill 501 people to save 502. You know, like Mm -hmm. you're just always doing that math in your head and always trying to rationalize it. And you can always tell that somebody believes in their beliefs when they're constantly rationalizing it at all times.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. She constantly has some, like, everything she does, the way she eats, like, cold beans in the morning, she's like, this is because of this. And you're like, I get it. Okay, I get it. You were in the Marines. We we totally picture it. She uses a knife to cut everything open, and it's just like, I get it. I get you. I know.
2: She sees, like, a pin with the Marines logo on it. She picks it up, and she, like, salutes at it, because she's like, ah, yeah. (laughs) Marines.
0: The few, the proud. I remember us. Uh, We did, um, so, like, we did get This show likes to bring in, like, these moments where the kids kind of get to be just normal kids. And this moment for this episode was them getting to play uh, Truth or Dare, Mm -hmm. which is just always the most, like, I hate when that game is in TV shows. I super hate to play it. But this one was, like, the weirdest game I've ever seen portrayed out. Were you guys when you
1: played it? I'm going to assume that you played it in the past and not currently. Um, Were you guys typically... I think I can already answer this question without asking it. uh, (laughs) But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Were you guys typically truthers or darers?
0: Oh, truthers for sure. Because dares, like, it went one of two ways. Like the dares for my group of friends was mainly like just do dumb shit, and like, like half of it was like go lick a dumpster, and I was like, I'm not gonna fucking do that. Like, why would I want to do that? Hey, Cassie, one time I, I did hate a to like, dare.
1: I hate to shatter your world oh. here, but um, all friends. The, tr- the dares were dumb shit. No, the dare was Damn. the dare was never like read the Constitution and write an essay. It was always very <laughs> stupid. And Caitlin, I was assuming that you were a dareer.
2: Um, I yes um it depends the group of people because there was one time when it was like a, like christian camp or christian school or whatever and they would have you like put a banana in your pants and shake it around and say like you have like a banana in your pants and that was the dare and it's like fuck yeah i'm gonna do that instead of telling you guys about my life because then you're gonna make it philosophical yes i'm gonna put this banana in my pants so um yes i would do dares depending upon the situation <laughs> you're, uh, i mean you just put bananas in your pants are fun yeah so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're, you're just, that's every day well let me t- pull this other banana out and I'll put your banana in I guess <laughs> um, <laughs> I was always truth because dare they were gonna watch you do it but with truth you actually are not obligated to tell the truth at all Like, with, uh, no
0: one yeah. knows <laughs> I'll say truth
1: and they'll say Ryan do you have a crush on your sister and I'd be like no I would just lie <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no I don't even know where you would get that idea that's crazy you guys are wild I love parties <laughs> but yeah their game got weird because it was like um it got what weird y- real quick what is per- you call percy the fuck boy percy the fuck boy fuck boy got really intense with um hope and it was just like like hope was like straight up like the worst thing he asked like what's the worst thing you ever did and she said she put like laxatives in like the teacher's lounge coffee machine or whatever something like that which is fuck such a good prank <laughs> Solid if I were to rank it, that's a pretty good one. It was
2: really good. And no one really gave it the the like do, like chuckle or like applaud nobody, that it needed.
0: Nobody gave her a fist bump for that. Nobody recognized, like there was no game recognized game on that one well, and that bummed me out. It's because there's
1: a there's a prank that's clearly one level above that, which is you take the laxatives yourself and then squat above the teacher's coffee machine. <laughs> that's a fucking dare.
2: <laughs> <Let's>, <laughs> go.
0: But then like she answered that and Percy was like, no, you've done something worse. Tell me. And it was just like straight up. He was just like, I know you've murdered at some point. Tell us about a murder. And I was like, this is just getting super fucking weird. I hated every moment of it.
1: I murdered that toilet. It's
0: bad. (laughs) Murdered that toilet. And Caitlin, one last super important question with you. Uh, I got to figure it out. How do you think um, corduroy keeps his suit so clean?
2: I was going to bring that up because we're in an apocalypse setting and Mm -hmm. this guy has a corduroy suit, like a A corduroy three piece suit. Yeah. And I feel like those are not easy to come by, let alone to come by in an apocalyptic time. And then how does he clean that suit? Because there's no dry cleaning and you know that bitch got to be dry clean. So like, is there an underground dry cleaning committee? (laughs) What is his real like secret society? Because there has to be one with him. No one owns a. A three-piece suit and corduroy in the apocalypse and doesn't have a secret society oh yeah. did, did th- they not go it
1: did they not go into the ugdcc the underground dry cleaning committee <laughs> <laughs> i thought they would attack that in <laughs> this episode <laughs>
2: yeah, you're it. gonna see a bunch of walkers come out in corduroy suits and you're gonna know that he's part of them and it's that's his, his club <laughs> his crew and i'm calling it right now season finale bunch of corduroy walkers you wait or what are they called soulless empties, empties. empty i think in this one is empties but uh, yeah, it's
0: gonna be like zombie guts everywhere. But the cleanest fucking three piece so corduroy suit—it's it's gonna be so good. I don't know and how not-
1: uh, I don't know how girls handled things uh, when they were kids. But do you guys know the problem with wearing corduroys as a as a small boy child? No, no. I was not a booger eater. I was a booger <laughs> wiper, and those no. those those little caverns throughout all of your clothes—they <laughs> get crusty.
0: Oh God. <laughs> And you know what? Not a single crest on Corduroy's Game Recognized Game on that one. Uh, but maybe we'll get into the, we'll figure this out in the future. Uh, if you want to watch it, it's Sundays on AMC. That is all the time we have. Coming up next, we're going to go to our poll list. <laughs> we're back for the poll list where we talk about every other show we watch this week. First one star- starting it off is Hellstrom.
1: On the 8th and ninth episodes of Hellstrom, open-mouthed child demon dies. Also, Damon and Gabriella find themselves in a disturbing new territory. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Does disturbing new territory mean the porky pork? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, which? Did you say the porky court? The porky pork. Cassie, I'm an adult. I'm not going to call intercourse the porky court. I'm going to say what an adult (laughs) (laughs) would say, which is the porky pork.
0: I'm sorry. I was picturing like Space Jam level court. Like, I was oh, picturing no. <laughs> the full porky pig like presiding over a court. I'm sorry, okay? My mind is broken.
1: Uh, but, um. No, there's very <laughs> little I could say at all. Any words. Any words in the world where you won't be like, I'm sorry, what, Space Jam? Uh, <laughs> were you just talking about Space Jam?
0: That's all That's all I want to talk about. And I, I've been waiting for the show to get to us in the platform, but apparently today is not the day either. It probably means that they're going to bang. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that sucks because Gabriella is awesome and Damon is a fucking. Uh, he's in Hold on, let me get this right. I wrote this down. Um, he's an <laughs> egg sucking piece of gutter trash.
0: <laughs> you know what? That might be the most accurate description of him. Did um uh Gabriella is? Did they give her more to do this one? Like, has she saved anybody? Probably. I can't wait until Ca- we'll have to see the finale if they give her something.
1: Yeah, Cassie, please don't ask me questions that prove I didn't watch the show. We're supposed to, like... <laughs> we're supposed to fake... Like, we're supposed to pretend that we watched it, but then not. And now everyone I knows Hellstrom.
0: I did I love I love and how good it is, except for the egg-sucking garbage trash man. If you want to watch it, it's on Hulu. Our next show of the week is Fear the Walking Dead.
1: On this week's Fear the Walking Dead, a deadly explosion in the oil field sends June on a mission to save as many lives as possible. But an investigation by Virginia... Puts those lives in danger. So, basically, June's run around trying to save lives. And uh, bureaucracy and dictatorship comes in and says, oh, but don't. Which sounds familiar to our real life. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Are we ready for this Virginia bitch to get got?
0: Oh, 100%. Like, I'm even just fine with, like, most of them getting get got except for Garrett Dillahunt. Like, all of them get got except for the Bloodhound and Garrett. And then we got a good show, probably.
1: How about who should get out the most is Garrett Dillahunt's agent. He could be on a different show.
0: He could be. God, he could be doing so much more. And uh, the Bloodhound, too. Yeah, I don't know who the Bloodhound's agent is, but it is a pretty good get for him on this one. So I'm proud of him on that one. If you want to watch Fear the Walking Dead, it's on Sundays on the AMC. Coming up next, it's time for Eggs Tasmania. Welcome to Eggs Tasmania, Bitch, a mini show within a show where we take an in depth, episode by episode look at Fox's Seminole, an underrated early morning soap opera from the mid 90s, X Men, the animated series. Uh, this week we watched the fourth episode, so allow me to catch you up right now. On the fourth episode of X Men, the animated series, we get a showdown between Magneto and the X Men. And when I see the X Men in this episode, that includes Professor Bald himself, Charles Xavier. <laughs> yes. The showdown seems fully in favor of Magneto as he takes down all the most powerful X Men and Rogue until Bald Boy shows him some memories of his past and makes him cry real hard. We also learn that Sabretooth wanted to be taken in by Professor Bald. Because Magneto sent him on a mission to infiltrate the mansion, Sabretooth's extra bad attitude shows the professor that maybe not all mutants are good. So, taste buds, I ask you, how did you like our first standoff between Charles Xavier and Magneto?
2: Well, Professor X tried to brain blast. Or I'm sorry, what did you call him? Uh, professor Bald. Professor, I think is the, <laughs> professor the go-to. Bald. Professor Bald tried to use his big brain power in order to take down Magneto, and he like really rocked him to the core. And I, I enjoyed watching um, a grown man like. You know, grown cartoon man, just like shaking his boots from being shown his past.
0: Just as fast, he had to like completely crawl out. Ryan, I, how do you feel about me calling him Professor Bald? Uh, I don't. For you?
1: I don't love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my hair has not started to go, but I think it will now. Uh, <laughs> I have the type of body where Cassie says something like that, and the hair is like, "All right, fuck it, then I'm out." And now I'm going to be bald by next week. Uh, but I never thought about it in such a way where uh, Professor X's brain is so powerful that his hair had to go. Like, no, like, <laughs> yes. this is this is too hot. It's too hot to sit here. Uh, so now I assume that Jean Grey also wears a wig. She's probably bald as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Um, I we, would say so. We get
1: two Professor X, uh, let's say, therapy sessions in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. One with Sabretooth and one with Magneto. And I, the Sabretooth one we'll get to in a second, but the Magneto one I really enjoyed because his... Uh, the reaction of his face never left the middle of the screen the entire time. It was just him going, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> like I, what I want to see is the flashbacks of all the things that Magneto was going through. But instead, his face was just zooming in and out, going, "This is weird, bro." But how would we know it
0: was like he wasn't enjoying that flashback if we didn't see the pain in his face yeah. right next to it? Well, Cassie, we I, had no I, way. I think
1: Cassie is because. Uh, they took him back to the cartoon version of the Holocaust. So uh, we can yeah. reasonably assume that he d- was not enjoying it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, Ryan, how would we know in any other way? That's true. Is what I... Um, so we get to... There is that battle. But uh, when we first start off with the episode, we see that Magneto was intentionally trying to draw out Xavier, which leads them to a chemical plant. And, like, did that setting, like, make it more... Like, what did that setting do for you guys?
1: Well, first of all... I was
2: going to get it dropped in a vat. Yes, and that's Wait, what always happens.
1: So now we're just out of a hero. Like we were supposed to get a new hero or villain because that's how you get them—you drop them in vats, right? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And they just blew up the place. Like we—they took us of that one hundred percent.
1: You—you yeah—you drop somebody in a vat, and then at the same time you drop like a pogo stick, and then they come out <laughs> and they're like, "God damn it, this is my fucking power!" I'm pogo stick and man. And then they're
0: Tigger from Winnie the Pooh, and then it's <laughs> they're unstoppable.
1: i um, oh, uh, but. I thought that it was perfect comic book shit, right? There's always abandoned warehouses and there's always chemical mm-hmm. plants. And you could tell that because in the X mansion, in the war room, as they call it, there's an alarm that just says Max Chem. Like the chemical plant has its own <laughs> alarm that goes off to let them know that, oh shit, bad things are happening at the chemical plant.
0: Yeah, there's like these high target areas and they're just like, they got an awar- a warning for each of them. And Max Chem, that one's going to be deserve a warning for sure. Uh, when we do get to the battle, there's like, uh, I want to talk. There's a lot that happens that we could talk about, but I want to focus in on like how easily Magneto fucked up like all the X Men, mm-hmm. and like how it could only come down to because they had to take out Storm in a really weird way to make her like not powerful, and then just have him fuck up all the rest.
2: So I haven't watched the other episodes, but Storm had like some sort of flashback that like paralyzed her. Is this been happening on other episodes as well? Or is this just like all of a sudden it's like, no, my past, it's come back to get me. Yeah. Nope. That was it. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> but we definitely have to talk about this, though, because one of the things that Storm is famous for, or Auroro Monroe, her actual name. I mean, like, she's not, she wasn't born named Storm, you fucking racist. Uh <laughs> uh she when she was growing up on the streets of Africa don't know just not a country just the generic continent of Africa the uh, <laughs> um she was a thief and also she was claustrophobic it's like uh when you're creating a new character you have to spin a wheel of personality traits and they were like Cla- she's claustrophobic so uh-huh. and that's one of the things that storm is famous for but so the cartoon had to introduce it eventually um this is how they did it and i like not to take anything away from claustrophobics. I think that I might be a little bit, you know, like sometimes I breathe a little harder if I'm in an elevator, uh, mostly because I'm, I I have started to masturbate, but I understand what they're like, (laughs) how hard it is, but how she goes from, I am the goddess of the weather to a brick starts to fall. And, she flashes back to being a kid and the scream that comes out of her mouth, like, again, I don't know what it's like to be that, but like, oh! Just, (laughs) she flips the fuck out and won't stop. Like, if I was rogue, I would be like, actually, I do want that wall to fall on you so you can shut the fuck up so I can go handle this (laughs) business. Because you you keep screaming, oh!
0: Yeah, that voice actor really earned the paycheck on that one. They were like, we need an insane (laughs) scream and my God, wow, did they earn it. It was, uh, it was the
1: same scream that like my mom would do when me and my brother were in museums. Like if we were ever about <laughs> to touch anything, my mom was like, Oh no.
2: <laughs> when I saw the bricks coming down on her, I thought she had like a flashback to an experience where like bricks are what triggered her. I had no idea it was going to be claustrophobia. My, maybe cause I didn't know that about storm, but I thought she was scared of bricks falling on her and it like, brought her back <laughs> to that. Like, like some traumatic experience about bricks.
1: I don't know if Brickophobia is a thing, but uh, (laughs) also in this world, there could be a villain named Brickman who throws bricks, and maybe he beat Storm a while ago.
0: (laughs) But so, like, after all the X-Men get taken out, that's when we finally get the show down. He finally draws out um, Xavier or Professor Bald as I like to call him and this is when we get like him just floating in through the wall mm-hmm. and this even for me like I this seemed like a real epic fight I got hyped to see this one just gasp- even in that moment
1: Did you gasp when Professor X I, came through the hole did you Ryan, gasp
0: Ryan I straight up I gasped. I was like, he actually showed up. Because for a little bit, I fell for their trick. I was like, did, did Xavier not actually come? And then, boom,
2: he was right there when they needed him the most. The Goyed Man came through, and then <laughs> Professor X came through that hole. It was very good.
1: So the, the creator of the cast pen was straight up gasping. Is that what you're saying to me right now?
2: 100%.
0: That's it. Print it. Put it on the front page. That's what I'm saying.
1: Uh, t-shirt company. Make a new T-shirt. We just thought of that. <laughs> I want to see everybody wearing that. Um, But, yeah, uh, I would say that the show so far, and I don't know if this is just a complaint or a fact, but the show so far has a hard time of deciding whether or not the X-Men are good at their jobs. I feel like every other episode, they kick the fucking shit out of everything. And then there was one point where Rogue, who had to have her eyes closed, was carrying two dead bodies towards <laughs> a crippled old man on the ground saying, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> Um. So <laughs> yeah, kind
0: of wanders on out like we, just fully blind. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> we
1: definitely needed that Professor X moment of like at least there's some sort of leadership beyond Cyclops who is not, not floating my boat so far.
0: Yeah, Cyclops p- didn't do much this episode. Spoiler. Uh, but then, so w- after this fight, we cut to back to the mansion where we have Jubilee was again sent back to just watch Sabretooth. She wasn't allowed on the mission. She's on babysitting duty yet again. And uh, she falls for Sabretooth's act of like, she like unhooks him and then, you know, shenanigans ensue. So were you excited? Because then we got we got a beefcake war coming up.
1: <laughs> okay. So first of all, let's get to the Jubilee thing. Um, are you guys watching Mando? Yes. yes okay so the other day producer dave said to me that Mandalorian should change its name to who will babysit baby yoda this week uh <laughs> that's just what like the first 10 minutes are and i feel like that we're doing the same thing right like who will be the one to say jubilee you can't go anywhere and yeah she is sort of powerful she's a rookie but i feel like that if she's going to be like oh Sabertooth, you want me to unhook you Of course I will. Then maybe she shouldn't be at home either. Like, maybe she should just be gone.
0: (laughs) Like, maybe she's not ready for full missions, but she's also not ready to be by herself. Like, she also, she needs a babysitter for the babysitter. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what the babysitter's club was. So.
1: (laughs) Okay. Caitlin, do you want to dig into this thing that she just said, or do you want to move on?
2: (laughs) I've never seen it. (laughs) So I think we're moving right on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh so how this i was uh caitlin yeah the beefcake fight oh
2: yes what did okay. it do for you the beefcakes um well i did like it um there was uh, saber also is, is jacked as hell like what the heck
0: saber has i've mentioned it before muscles that do not exist yes
2: <laughs> like his, was he supposed to be human at one point and wow that's a lot of muscles on that boy and also
1: caitlin um, I, I, caitlin i don't want to bring this up again but uh cassie has an issue because saber shoulders are both the same size and
0: like when i see symmetry like even on an old cartoon of like shoulders like there is just no representation like it sucks dude it sucks that i can't see like he should be the one he should be the one that has a messed up shoulder at the very least but no
2: he's got just muscles on muscles big big ass round shoulders uh, but, yeah, no, I did enjoy watching Wolverine and Sabretooth go at it. I thought, so I know Sabretooth has, like, the, basically the same sour powers of Wolverine, but he didn't have, like, the cool adamantium, like, shinks that um, Wolverine does. It's and a, I thought Wolverine was going to, like, stab him a bit more.
1: It snicked. <laughs> snicked. Snicked. Uh, Shink. Yeah, I mean, that does suck that, like, they were basically born with the same mutant powers, but then at some point somebody went in and put metal covering over Wolverine's bones and gave him claws um, but Sabretooth I think does do the right thing or like the most strategic thing which is force Wolverine's claws back onto him you know what like mm-hmm. if adamantium cuts everything I bet it's gonna cut you
2: hmm yeah
0: He's got he's got some smart dirty moves. But it did I was glad that we finally got the answer as to why he was at that courtroom because it w- it was bugging me that he just appeared in that courtroom. So to know that it was the plan and that Sabretooth was just a bad dude trying to infiltre- infiltrate the mansion. I I was glad that they the plot worked enough to give me that answer.
1: But did you notice that Sabretooth didn't say, "Oh, uh, Wolverine hates me because like I hooked up with his girlfriend or something." Sabretooth straight up says, Wolverine hates me because we used to do the same stuff together like mm-hmm. he just feels guilty about the shit that we used to do
0: yeah and when that gives us the very next moment so that we get the beefcake fight and, uh Wolverine you know takes a pause is ready to like murder Sabretooth which is all he's been talking about he does what he wants he goes where he wants and he wants to murder this, murders this, this who he dude. wants. <laughs> but then that's right when Charles Xavier little bald boy pops in and gets him to just to pause for a second and then Sabretooth gets him gets him right then and there mm-hmm.
1: well that's not I mean like that. that's right after that uh, the X-Men run right to the X, uh, the official X-Men coffee making machine where they're yeah. like, oh, that was a rough mission. Let's get our machine, our futuristic machine that probably cost us $3 million to make two single cups of coffee. Sit down, and Cyclops just sits on a bed, and he's like, that's good. Oh, the Colombian yeah. beans. I love the smell of the- You know what? I do not like being a superhero for one second. I hate it, and I'm bad at it, but the godda- the coffee perks. Oh, God, I love the coffee.
0: Coffee always brings me back. I'm glad you brought that up because I almost forgot, but I did want to like, the amount of coffee in this episode of Coffee Breaks is unreal. A lot.
1: (laughs) Well, we call it Morning Brown now. There's so much time (laughs) where they drink Morning Brown. Uh, The other thing too about uh, Sabs and Logan is uh, I grew up, me and Caitlin grew up in a normal place, Orange County. Uh, Cassie, you grew up in the 909. Uh, Uh But I I do know that the one thing that... uh, the two places have in common is the constant bros are about to fight, twelve or thirteen minutes of bullshit talking before that. Just being mm-hmm. like, Oh, you think you're tough? No, I'm tough. And Sabretooth and Wolverine did that for half of the episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I would expect nothing less. Like again, they had to show us uh Magneto's face to let us know that he wasn't enjoying the flashback. And how would I know they were going to fight if they didn't just bullshit talk at each other for 10 minutes? It's all needed. But are you guys ready to go to our awards?
1: I I guess real quick. You just said it's all muted.
0: Oh, God. Don't do it. Don't do it. That that feels
1: like a... Okay. It just feels super racist. Uh, I think that's their word. Muted. Uh, That's not a word that we can say, Cassie.
0: (laughs) Deepest apologies. Okay.
1: That's all I'm asking is just for the deepest, deepest apologies. Before we go, Caitlin, did you like this?
2: Yeah. I mean, I liked it. I'm... It just seems like something that you would put on, like, any Saturday morning cartoon. It does have a lot more depth to it. So, I mean, I'd, I'd watch, like, 15 episodes of this and probably let it live in the 90s. Um, okay. But I'd enjoy it. I'd enjoy those 15 episodes I watched.
0: So, not, not changing her life like Smallville. Yeah,
2: not changing my life.
1: That's all right. I'm sorry,
2: Ryan. But enjoyable. I'm sorry. Ryan was really looking for you to join because he missed Mike this one. I would, you know, I would watch it drinking my morning brown. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, like, no, like, I think that's the perfect answer. And I'm, like, I'm so glad that, first of all, I was able to do that interview with Caitlin three weeks ago whenever we recorded it. I don't remember. Um, But I'm so glad that I have this week by week thing. Otherwise, I would burn through this show uh, in real time. Like, I would be done in four days.
0: (laughs) And that's why, Ryan, you've actually been killing it with these awards. So let's see if you can keep that up again this week without Mikey is here. So let's see how that does. The first award we have for. Of course, got to give away is MVP.
2: So, Caitlin, let's start with you. Who do you got for MVP? For my MVP, I have Rogue um, for effectively hitting on Cyclops. Um, so Rogue has to perform mouth to mouth on Cyclops, and she says, "Come on, pretty boy, make a girl feel welcome." As she um, gives him mouth to mouth, and then she says, "Don't worry, I won't tell Jean." And then at the end, you realize that she has physically visibly shaken Cyclops by the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. It was in his head, so psychological warfare on um, on Cyclops. So yeah. my MVP is Rogue.
1: That's the thing is that uh, when it happens, don't I, don't worry, I won't tell Jean that's like a normal thing you say to like burst the bubble of awkwardness. But the thing at the end of like, it feels like she's trying to make a spark happen. It feels like she's yeah, trying yeah. to create drama.
2: She's going for it. And my girl, yeah, she MVP for doing that and going for it. She, she saw the moment she took it.
1: She's also basically responsible for destroying the entire chem lab because she doesn't understand her power and can't keep her eyes shut. But that's why. Oh
0: yeah, that <laughs> is it's true. fine. It's whatever. MVP. <laughs> 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 All right, Ryan, who do you got?
1: I think I'm going to go with Professor X, uh, who this was a bad episode for the X-Men as superheroes. Like, they really did fail a lot, um, yeah. including Professor X. But I like that he's trying something different with Sabretooth and with uh, Magneto instead of just saying, oh, we'll use our powers willy-nilly and then, cr- like, cause as much damage uh, as we can to, like, all of the factories in the neighborhood.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he is trying to, like, be responsible. And you know what? You got to respect that. Uh, I have, uh, actually, Jubilee. Because, listen, she did fuck up by letting Sabretooth loose. But then she also did put the little sparkies in his face. So, And he, she rarely gets the award. So I'm going to jump on this any chance I get. I'm giving it to Jubilee. Okay. <laughs> Ryan is visibly angry at it. But guess what? It doesn't matter because I get to give away the points. And I'm going to give that one to Caitlin. Woo! 100 percent all right our next award is lvp ryan what do you got for it
1: i have jubilee cassie uh <laughs> what? because what? although she,
0: the sparkies? she ryan, uh, the sparkies although she
1: threw her patented sparky water bottles at sabertooth uh mm-hmm. and made him run away screaming and crying like he really was like ow uh, <laughs> anybody could have done that part but what other people would not have done is saying like you pinky swear that you won't try to kill me if I let your handcuffs uh, and let you out of your handcuffs. That's some LVP type shit.
0: Okay, listen. Sometimes that's the turning point that a bad guy needs is to just have somebody trust him at that level. And maybe like it didn't work out in this one, but maybe the next one it will. Okay, so he, you you can't shoot a person down for taking an opportunity.
1: He straight up said like oh, all those times I was talking to Wolverine, I was lying. And then grabs her <laughs> and puts her on his lap. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's disgusting what <laughs> happens here
0: yeah then that's disgusting on his part and i don't think she's the real lvp caitlin who do you got
2: uh i am coming over here to dunk on uh ryan's mvp i'm gonna say professor x is actually gonna be the lvp of this episode number one because he sends in all these x-men to go stop magneto and then he decides oh they've already kool-aid man through this door so i'm gonna like come in now fly in save the day but really not do much besides you take the credit um, yeah take the credit right take the credit and then he leaves and then they get back to the mansion and then he has to go and fuck it up again and tell wolverine hey little boy don't do that and then he stops wolverine from fighting and gets wolverine hurt and Mm -hmm. that's not good so lvp professor x over here i would
0: all to just go back on his word at the end to switch up his whole philosophy. So I think it's a pretty strong one. Were you going to argue, Ryan?
1: I was, yeah. Of course I was. Uh, and yeah, he hit, <laughs> his ethics and morals are all over the place. And really all four yeah. episodes that we've watched so far. But I do want to take issue, with again, with the Professor Bald, because I think, again, if you watch this episode, you see that uh, he made the choice to not have hair on his head, but to drag it all down to the end of his eyebrows. And that is where all <laughs> of his head hair is and i think i think that's a good dramatic choice
0: <laughs> i think it contributes to his lvp is a very strong one uh i have rogue because specifically because when she gets uh uh the like laser beam eye powers like it's very obvious she knows all she has to do is close her eyes and it is so long of her just looking everywhere every which way she didn't even focus in one area she had to like move her head everywhere to be like, I can't control this. I don't know what to do. Well, what it turns into
1: is like, (laughs) I'm going to look at each chemical vet. that. So she just (laughs) busted, busted, but like they're all, they're all just broken. (laughs) And when she, she gives Cyclops mouth to mouth and she says, "I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for doing this. And I think she's saying, I'm sorry for like the powers that are about to happen. She's talking about, oh, I'm sorry for saving your life and Jean Grey might get upset. But no, like she's doing terrible things. Like, Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cassie, She's I'm gonna have to give this sorry. one to you.
2: She's saying, "Come here, pretty boy. Make a <laughs> yeah. all feel welcome." Yeah, not sorry.
1: Also, Gambit's not in this episode because he's somewhere else getting jealous about this kiss.
2: Yeah,
0: dude. If we could have seen Gambit, like if we just got Gambit in the back of the screen, like just a little inkling to be like a little bit sad on his face, I would have loved that. Uh, but you're right, Ryan. I do deserve that point. I'm gonna give that
2: to me. Thank you for that.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, our next award is best use of power. Caitlin, what do you
2: got for it? Um, I have something at the very beginning of the episode, Wolverine is, has a cup in his hand and then he uses his powers <laughs> to the best of his ability, which he uses his adamantium claws in order to cut off the, cu- the either the lid of the cup or some part of the cup in order to, to best get that liquid down his throat. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that's the best use of power in this episode. Man, that was so cool. It almost seems
1: like if uh, based on uh, Walking Dead World Beyond that he was in the Marines and this is just how he does (laughs) things.
2: Uh, Yeah, if he was eating his morning beans, his morning (laughs) soup, if it was his brown, his brown soup that he I don't know what it was, but he wanted to get in there and he wanted to get it all down in his tummy as quickly as possible. So
1: watching him out there, Wolverine. Watching him eat soup, even though he knows a spoon exists, but he has to use his claws <laughs> instead. And it's just, he, it's so- he barely gets soup. His mouth is bloody. Oh, God, it's hilarious.
0: <laughs> it's When will he learn? He's a fool. Okay, Ryan, what do you got for it?
1: All right, so typically we do this as, like, most effective power. You know, like, mm-hmm. who saved the day? But I did this as most powerful power. And it's fucking uh, not knowing to just shut your eyes. And Rogue wipes <laughs> out, like... You can call an entire demolition team to a building and you can't do as much damage as Rogue just going, what, what, what's happening? What do I do? She looks (laughs) everywhere and everything gets destroyed. It's her.
0: Mm -hmm. So the best use of power in that one is just like dumbness is her power she's channeling there. (laughs) Lack
1: of predicting the future.
0: I do love that. Uh, For best use of power for me, I have, when Xavier used his mind powers and he's trying to, like, you know, um, help out Sabretooth with their training and he gets, and he, like, links up with him and you see him, he takes that opportunity to get a little bit of hair as he takes Sabretooth's, like, sideburns. And I just appreciate him, like, trying to get a little bit of hair any chance he gets. I think that's the best way he can use his mind powers.
1: Yeah, you know fucking why, Cassie? Why? Because what we saw was a combination of Professor X and Sabretooth, which rings a bell. A combination of Professor X and Magneto, aka Onslaught. Somebody that you suggested. You just have a thing with Professor X combining with villains. That's just that's listen, just what you're into.
0: That's just it. Just seems like it's a it's like one plus one equals two, which is more than one and it's better. You get two people into one. It's better. I don't know. This is simple fucking math. I'm not good at math, but it's simple fucking math. And I don't know why nobody's on me on this, but it's ridiculous. You talked me into that it. point. <laughs> I'm gonna give that point to Caitlin. Woo! All right. Our next award is best gasp line. Ryan, what do you got for it?
1: This one, I I thought I had one when uh, I thought there was one earlier on, but uh, something happened later on in the episode where people like literal characters stood up and gasped at a press conference. There was a senator who said, "Uh, I think all mutants should basically be treated like how the Nazis treated Jews and I'm going to run for president. And everyone stood up and literally gasped. These are reporters. Their job is just to report the things that politicians say. And they couldn't not gasp. That has to be the gasp moment.
0: It was, you did again find the actual gasp. And you know, I respect that. But Caitlin, what do you have?
2: All right. There's a moment when um, Wolverine is talking about Sabretooth and him hiding his rage from Professor X, and there's a line that Wolverine says, and it says, I'll penetrate his recesses, and that made me <laughs> gasp. Yeah. So um, that would be my gasp moment.
0: Yeah, 100%. That's what I have written, too. That's obviously <laughs> the one. So that point's going to go to Caitlin. Pretty good. Pretty good one, Ryan. You did find the gasp, but like, God, there was that moment. So sorry about it. I, just right, think, I finally- think I'm
1: watching the show in a different way than you guys are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is wrong, right? It's wrong, but uh, so the ne- last final award we have to give out is a most '90s thing. Uh, Caitlin, what do you have for it?
2: Uh, I'm bringing this uh, back to this moment again. It's when Rogue says, "Come on, pretty boy, make a girl feel welcome." Uh, right before she has to do mouth to mouth the Cyclops.
0: It's and it's just like the fact that she had a line, like she prepared that line for that moment. Yeah,
2: she's like, "Oh fuck, I got to do this." Well, here we go. Yeah. Yep. All right, Ryan, what do you got?
1: That's pretty good. But uh, what I have is uh, Jubilee is babysitting Sabretooth in the war room. And she is in a room filled with like 2040 technology, right? Like it's it's one of the most uh, technologically advanced rooms that we've ever seen. And then to turn off the TV, picks up the biggest, most giant remote <laughs> I have ever seen. And she needs like two hands. She's like, this is how we work TV still. And, uh, yeah, it's not through her voice or through like, uh, her mental powers. She's like, I still have to pick up this brick and push buttons. Uh, that's nineties as fuck. That's what we used to have.
0: Oh, fuck. That is incredibly good. I straight up, like, it didn't even register to me. Like, I was just like, yeah, you do need to pick up a brick for all that. that is very good. Uh, I have for it the very ending scene when Magneto is just, like, giving his monologue on top of a cliff above, like, the cityscape with the moon setting there. Like, that's just, it seems like a very 90s cartoon thing is to have him go to a whole new spot and give a monologue.
1: Uh, uh, Yeah. By the way, Cass, two episodes in a row have ended with monologues of Magneto talking to Professor X, not talking to Professor X, standing in a random (laughs) spot, talking to no one. Two in a row. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's i'm here for the drama and so are they i love it but ryan i am gonna give that one to you that's very good and uh, it's t- i'll give you the point totals let you know what happened ryan can you guess can you guess how you have fallen
1: i feel like, like i got last place i feel like i got fucking last fallen. place
0: and uh you were feeling good about it ryan me and you have tied for last which is normally the spot that me and mike feel so welcome to it and caitlin has swept it with three whole Whoa! points so thank you caitlin for coming on it's been a true delight I'm here to
2: destroy
1: and thank you Cassie for living with Caitlin because you have to take the brunt of all of this shit talking for the next two weeks of Caitlin yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. walking around the apartment going like who won that X-Men point thing we did I don't even remember
2: yeah I'm, it's I'm gonna a- it's really gonna go to her head I'm gonna live on this for like the next three years it's not just two weeks it's like three years
0: oh 100% but you guys that is it's been a delight but it is time to end this which means we got to give some plugs. So uh, allow me to tell you about some websites. We got yourpopfilter.com, which is been has been done by Cybersprout. So yeah. go check that out. It's super good. Uh, yourpopfilter.com, also rate this show, slash superhero. I don't know that one. I shouldn't be giving that one. But all you need to know, everything, us, lives at yourpopfilter.com. Ryan, do you want to tell us about some other shows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I also want to tell everybody about Cassie's Notes, which uh, it says, do the outro, and then it says, uh, rate some show, dot, 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 I don't know. Like, it literally <laughs> says all yeah. of those words. <laughs> uh, if you like this show, or if you didn't, maybe <laughs> maybe the other podcasts we do are better. Um, uh, first thing you can do is listen to Movie of the Year, where me and uh, stupid non Caitlin, a stupid non-Cassie, have to talk about movies of any given year. And then also, of course, a natural 20s where my two co-hosts tonight, plus somebody named McKenna. Do you guys remember that person? (laughs) Never heard of her. Um, Talk about what it's like to roll the dice through their 20s. Please rate, review, and subscribe to all of those shows.
0: And uh, while you're out there on the phone, rating and subscribing, you should also follow us on social media. We are your pop filter. Uh, It's... It's such a good time over there. Ryan, how would you rate that time over there? One to five.
1: Ten. Ten. Just Woo!
0: fucking blow it right out of the water. Um, we also have an email. to contact at your pop filter. Email us. Let us know. like, your, If you want to play along on X-Tasmania and send your rewards, you can do that. Email. Contact at your filter. If you want to email us and say, Caitlin's better than Mike, again, contact at your pop filter. And uh, next week, we got a big episode. We are going to be covering... The season finale of Hellstrom, which God, I know everyone's going to be so excited for specifically Mike. He's going to be so happy to come back for that one. And we also got the mid season finale of The Walking Dead.
1: Do you know what's cool about the season finale of Hellstrom? Typically when it's, they all come out streaming, then uh, everyone's already watched it like weeks before we get to it. But in this case, literally no one has watched it. No one has ever seen the (laughs) 10th episode of Hellstrom. So this is new territory.
0: It's gonna be breaking news, it's gonna be huge. But that is all the time we have. Thanks for listening for Mike, I'm Ryan for Ryan, I'm Mike for me, I am Caitlin and and me. Caitlin and I live as one. Bye everyone!